of Mr. Nice Guy, I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, we've got the guy who runs Here Here Presents, which is a uh, music curating uh, uh, organization. Uh, he's also a producer at the Cream City Comedy Festival. Uh, his name is Ryan Holman. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. How's your day going, Ryan? Uh, it's been a lovely Saturday so far. Uh, I just got back into town from Madison, where I had a nice breakfast and uh, yeah, can't complain. Nice. So far, so good. Good. What was your breakfast? Um, I went to this place and had like a uh, a rice and salad, like a Thai rice and salad bowl. Oh wow! Kind of healthy. Like that's a lot. Yeah, it sounds pretty uh, delicious, nutritious. Yeah, we were trying to go healthy this morning. Good. Good. So I can't remember the name of the place. It was like Gray's or something Kitchen or sure. I don't know. I'll uh, I'll look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna make. I'll, it I'll look it up and I'll make sure to. Great, let you know. Fantastic. Um, what were you doing in Madison? Um, I uh, I guess I was just kind of just hanging out with uh, the girl that I'm dating. Oh, Mada. Yeah, I mean, I nice. We went to a nice dinner last night. She's she's running a wedding right now. She sure. she does wedding planning and um. She kind of wasn't given a lot of time on this one, and so she's had to do a bit, a lot of it last minute. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wanted to go out and just like take her to a nice dinner last night, and then dropped her off this morning so nice. she could finish setting everything up. So yeah, yeah, normally I'm out there to like work because we also work together. She works with me for here, here. Oh, now. cool. But uh, yeah. Wasn't too much work done sure. yesterday. Last time I saw you uh, was um, it was I believe it was May, uh, and I think it was the Cola EP re or LP release show. That makes sense. Yeah, that was Cactus my Club. Yeah, Cactus. Yep. And you were injured at the time. Yeah, still kind of injured, I guess. That was probably either well yeah so i like hurt my knee almost exactly a year sure. ago yeah and um it it gets to where it's like 95 percent better and i'm back to like dancing to house music again okay. or just going nuts and it's not even in those moments that i re-injure it but it's when i'm like Oh, like stretching it and I let go the wrong way or like right I uh, like sitting on a really tall stool and kind of dangling right. it in a weird way yeah. and so yeah I keep uh, I had probably just re-injured it right before that Man. so I probably it's it's been killing the dancing game damn this year, but that's a bummer I'm starting um, this is mine. Yes, I assume here's the red one. Yes, drink I up. Like that. It's kind of crazy yeah. how it's tinted. Super oh. uh, River Westy mason jars we got here. Dig it. Yeah, um, yeah I, uh, I just keep doing that. But I'm starting physical therapy next week Good. so I can like... I thought just getting back into yoga and stuff like that it would heal itself, but it's not focusing enough on the right muscles, mm -hmm. I think, so. Sure. PT time. Uh, yeah, yeah, how did how did you hurt it? Dancing. Dancing? I, yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. I was at the Cooperage, um, okay. 
sure you've been there. Yes, love it. Yeah. Uh, right after they had just, I guess they had like a leak. Um, and so they fixed a portion of the wood floor, and it was before they had like sanded and like lacquered and like fixed the floor. Yeah. And I was doing, I was at some bluegrass show, like literally, it's probably almost. It was like two weeks from a year. Okay, sure. So yeah. end of last September, yeah, dancing around, dosy doing, and my foot stuck on the ground, and my knee turned and like popped, ah, and it fucking yeah. sucked. It was I knew immediately like when I tried to straighten it, and it wouldn't. It was like swollen. Damn. It, it never got to where it was like, oh my god, like you'd look at it and it was like crazy swollen. It wasn't ACL, but. Um, what is it? Meniscus, like the oh yeah, MCL, right, right, right. I guess. So it's like it like does like get healed, and then I do something, and I just yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to be done with it. Mm -hmm. Well, since you're a comedian, I'm sure you've made some jokes about it. Um, I mean, I definitely have have made some at, at some points along the way. I haven't like I don't I don't know if I've really actually written any jokes that I've like told on stage about the the whole knee injury. It's really, it's, things like that are just so frustrating to me that, mm. I mean, I, could, I definitely could find the the humor in it, but uh, it's it's not something I ever like joked about on stage. Yeah. I'm sure after it's over and when it is better, it'll be funnier. Oh, but definitely. But for now, yeah. it sucks. It's yeah. just frustrating because it actually has like caused me to not do stand-up so much. Because it like it's it's much better like walking than it is standing still. It's when I'm in one place that I feel like I gotta like kind of rock on it and move because it it just starts to have like sure. tension or whatever. Yeah, I got you. Just well, fucking baby deer legs is what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> there you go. It's well, the, the way that I describe it. Right. Well, uh, I I do hope it gets better as soon as as soon as possible, like fully. Thank uh, you. As opposed to the uh, that you think it's getting better and then it like you then it like still fucking sucks. Yep. I yeah. No, I feel that sometimes I get like kinks in my neck from like sleeping on it really weird. Yeah. And like. I won't even feel like I'm in a I'm in like an abnormal position or anything, but it'll just be the most excruciating pain. I mean, granted, it doesn't last a year; it only lasts like a day or two. But yeah, it still is like really, really like frustrating when I have to like have my head like this, and I'm like I don't even know like why like I what I how I slept on it that makes it so hard. Yeah, no, I feel you. So. Uh, yeah, we talk uh, love and fear on Mr. Nice Guy. We talk uh, passion and uh, inspiration and motivation and all that good stuff. Uh, so, um, here, here presents. Um, how, so I guess like how did you, did you like start it by yourself? No. Um, so, do you want a little of the backstory or who I started it with first? I Both, guess. I guess. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, I guess I kind of got into the whole, there was like kind of two things that were like merging together. It was like, I was doing stand up and, um, 
producing stand-up comedy shows. I was going to a lot of music shows in town, River West, Bayview, yeah. bigger shows, smaller shows, all that sort of stuff. Then I started opening for bands with stand-up, and then I started producing stand-up and music shows where there'd be like a featured band. We did these mostly at Cactus, um, but yeah, a featured band and then like eight comedians. Four would go before the band, four would go after the band, and then the band would close the night. Mm -hmm. So it'd go, I kind of like envision it as like a SNL. Oh yeah. Um, right. Just like how you have that featured band on the show. And it, it started bringing all these different crowds together. People who would never go to, um, you know, stand-up shows would always go to music shows, but they were now being exposed to local comedy and vice versa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Called it like artistic cross-pollinating. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Very clever, right? Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that. Well, there is like, yeah, it is like that, uh, that sort of whole like crossover appeal shit. Totally. Right. I mean, and people love both. They just right. maybe don't seek out both. Yeah. But when you bring a, when you put them both in the same room, right. they're like, holy shit, there's really good local comics. And, you know, people who only go see local comedy find out there's great local music. Mm -hmm. But, um, so was doing that sort of stuff and then started, I just honestly have always been more passionate about music than comedy, but comedy was just something that was like born kind of within me. I'm always going to be a smart ass, you know, I'm always going to be making little jokes. Mm -hmm. So that was just kind of ingrained in me, but like I'm obsessed with music. I listen to music all the time. I'm constantly yeah. digging backwards for old stuff and like finding new stuff. And I just, um, I mean, I, I really realized like that was if I was going to make more of a career out of something, I guess. Like stand up seemed like if I paid my dues and did it long enough. I could make a career out of yeah. that. Like I was featuring at the club, I was hosting, I was running my own shows. If I wanted to like really go all in, I could do that. But mm -hmm. like music was just like something I enjoyed being around more. Yeah. And I, as I was producing, I realized I enjoyed bringing people together and, and you know, crowds and bands and comedians and just like curating that perfect show. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I started talking about wanting to create a website and making mixes and just all this sort of stuff. So I started doing these Hear Ye mixes and I joked that that would be like my DJ name mm -hmm. if I DJ'd. Yeah. It was just something I've always enjoyed my whole life is the, the word hear, hear Ye or the term Hear Ye. Sure, yeah. So uh, I started making those mixes and I would like make the mix and then Jenny, my ex-girlfriend and the one who I started here here with not to ruin the surprise <laughs> but she was the designer uh, she would make like a cover for these CDs and I would make the the mix and we would literally like I would print out the CDs or burn the CDs and then she we would print out the covers and I would make these things and we made like 40 of each one and I would either give them as gifts that month or like send them to friends around the country so I made, I made about 20 of those, but I don't know, like six months into that, uh, can you make me one? I mean, I could definitely print you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, love I still mixes. have, I, I still have access to all of them. I've kind of been 
convinced to switch over to Spotify. So oh, now yeah. I have uh, a, phew, hundreds of playlists right. and stuff on Spotify. Yeah. But um, yeah, I definitely, I still have some of the paper and stuff so I could print you out one of right. your reminders. Like, it's like vintage. Yeah, no, I mean, I, and I love it and I still would love to get back into that. But, but yeah, so putting on the shows, the comedy music shows, Jenny did all the design for um, like every poster for all the comedy shows and then for the comedy music shows. And we started talking about how it'd be great to own a venue someday and like set up cameras in there because we were very inspired by Tiny Desk or Audio Tree or KXP yeah. or Live in Lubbock or Jam in the Van or any of those. Right, yeah. And, you know, the Blogatech takeaway shows and stuff like that. And that was just like what, what I was like really falling in love with in like mm -hmm. 2008, 9, 10. Yeah before I started doing all the stand-up and producing. And um, then I went to, basically I like was in the car with a friend going to uh, Mo in Madison. Mm -hmm. And he started telling me about how uh, his band, The Cave Wives, had just uh, started practicing at a space in Walker's Point that was just this cool, big, white, you know, loft space. And he was sounding really pumped about it and I actually knew a couple of the other people that were renting the space with him and I was like, you should show me this place. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as I walked in there, honestly, I was like, oh shit, like I think I could do, I think yeah. I could start this music video thing yeah. here uh, or this live music session thing here. Mm -hmm. So just so happened that my buddy William Gardner, um, had a bunch of sound equipment already there because he was one of the people who were uh, using the space. And then my buddy Brendan Jones, who's a videographer, also already was storing stuff there. And, mm -hmm. and it just kind of came together naturally where like I, I asked Brendan if he would be interested in helping us shoot a couple videos. And then I asked, you know, William if he would do the sound for it and everybody was into it. And I just have this mentality, like, I try to have this mentality with any and everything that I do in life, but anything worth doing is worth doing well. So it's right, like, yeah, yeah. It, you know, yeah, like, we're just going to start with a couple local bands, but, like, I know I can find good music. I know there's good music locally. I know there's good music that comes through. I know that Brendan's good at this. I know that William's good at this. It's yeah. like... Jenny is a great designer. Like we can brand this and, and, and like, why not just make it something that can, you know, eventually get to the point where it's self-sustainable and we can get anyone in here we want. And, you know, here we are like just, we just passed our like four year anniversary of our, wait, oh shit, what is it? Four year or five year? Four year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, sure. We just passed four years. Yeah, we started in 2015, and this is oh, 2019, yeah. right? That's right, how right, that works. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, five year next year. Yeah. Um, and we have now shot 84 videos. Oh, wow. And about half of the, like, we have like 24 unreleased, and they're all bigger names. Touring bands, you know, Night Moves, Mystic Braves, Liz Cooper, Aqueous. Awesome. Like, all these bands I'm like super jacked about. That's dope. Um, 
and we're we have a lot of reach outs coming up but yeah i guess the main point <laughs> you you just i'm i'm never good at uh, just the short, oh, short you don't, i don't want the quick i don't story. want the short answer yeah. <laughs> I want I want the I want the full piece, you know. But basically, I after seeing the space, I talked to Jenny and I was like, "Let's do this." So, Jenny and I were like the 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 brain children. It was kind of something we had talked about, and then we did the design um, of the space. Like we would go shopping together. Um, it was kind of a joint idea to get the paintings and then do the painting on the paintings to make them kind of more psychedelic and right, yeah. pop arty. Um, and then I guess Brendan and William were right there from the beginning as well. So started it, like I, I definitely have always been like the driving force, the, the conductor, but it never would have existed without those three people for sure. And, um, I should include Peter Murphy, who also was like, uh, he did all those first video shoots with Brendan. So I asked Brendan and Brendan had a friend. Those two did the video, Brendan did the edits. And now, um, not, not all of these people like steadily work with us on every shoot, but we have had about 30 people now that wow. have been a part of a Here Here video. So we have, Two different editors now, two, three different photographers, um, about 25 videographers that I can hit up for shoots. You know, we, like we have a core team where I always last like those five first, um, three or four different sound engineers. Yeah. So it's like a, it's, it's definitely like a growing entity. Right. Um, yeah, sure. It's like, uh, it's something that it's like a collective of sorts uh -huh. yeah sure um are you still based in walker's point um so after about eight months at that studio space uh they decided they were going to turn those uh, artist lofts or <laughs> artist spaces into lofts that no artist can afford and call them the artist lofts Right, so yeah. we had to find another space which we did and it actually really upped our game it also upped the rent like triple but um, we're now in the Lincoln Warehouse down on um, yeah first yeah. and uh, yeah Twisted Path Distillery is yep. connected to the yep. building. Yep. Yeah. Great little space yeah. there. Yeah, shout out Zach Petrini. He works. Love there. Zach. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He he is my contact there as well. Yeah, yeah. He's a good but dude. I've been to Lincoln Warehouse. I know that there's a lot of like startups and initiatives of similar nature over there. Beautiful, yeah. really awesome space. Yeah, they. Uh, it's it's great how like everyone you walk into, like people have really designed it really differently, um, and the building just keeps. I mean, they just keep adding more and more spaces and uh, more and more businesses. I feel like there's like 125 businesses in there when I moved in and there's got to be close to 200 now like yeah. it's you know and that has been three years oh, but um yeah uh that's uh that's kind of the the quick version the backstory sure. of of here here and how we got to well, it's cool that who started it's cool that like you had like um you started ahead two things that you started with you know there was the comedy which you were just which was naturally instilled in you mm -hmm. like 
you're funny, you like, you know, you like to make people laugh. Like that's some people, for some people it's more of like a learned thing, but for others it's very innate. Some people are just funny the way they are, the way yeah. they look, their mannerisms, yeah. But then there's the thing you actually seek out, which is the music. Yeah. Uh, the thing that you, like you are constantly like, you know, exploring and like, you know, you want to, you wanted to like play a bigger part in, or at least learn more about and like that side of it. And combining the two, I think is like combining something you're really good at, but something you also just really, really love. And I think that's just like a total, like real win for you personally. Yeah. I, uh, I needed, <clears throat> like I've done a, a, a number of different jobs in my, I li my life and I realized one, like I always want to be able to kind of do my own thing and like be able to create and as long as I can be my own boss, yeah, be a cool boss. Right. Yeah. And just be able to, uh, I don't know. Yeah, like create something that I'm proud of and that like helps other people and you know, I have all sorts of other things that I, I'm interested in and I'd like to have my hand in eventually, but like, yeah, I definitely just needed to be involved with music. It's like, it's, it's in deep. Yeah. Is it like a, it's like a, you're like just constantly stimulated with it all the time, like you just have a brain your brain is just wired on it yeah like i feel kind of uncomfortable sometimes like if it's just like silent or oh like yeah no music and it's like totally. i do like to meditate every once in a while or like when i do yoga like to have silence is, is nice yeah but if i'm like around the house or in the car or getting worked on it like it it definitely drives me oh yeah helps me I can relate, like, uh, I, I kind of have a fear of silence myself. Yeah. Like, I hate, like, just the ringing in my ears. Like, I hate just <laughs> the, you know, I hate the, the, just the eeriness of it being, you know, too quiet. Like, yeah. at the very least, if there's, like, some white noise that helps, but music, like, I love, for, like, the longest time, like, I had to fall asleep with the radio on or like with a playlist on because yeah. like I need something like stimulating my brain that's going to relax me enough to fall asleep. Yeah, I'm I'm a big uh, binaural beats. There's all sorts of different like hertz and beats that yeah. do different things for your um, you know, your energy, your yeah. energy physiology or whatever while yeah. you're sleeping. Uh, and every once in a while, like rain sounds have been uh, kind of nice recently. <laughs> we stayed at an Airbnb last month where they had like the white noise machine and the only one on there that was not absolutely annoying. And I don't know how you'd be able to sleep with any of these other sounds, but yeah, yeah. the, the rain one. So we'd like put it on every night and it was just like soothing as hell. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we started doing that a little bit. I love back, sleeping back to like when it storms. Yeah, I love a, exactly. a good storm as you're falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh, this is kind of comforting. It's like ah, oh, nobody's gonna break in. Except when the when the lightning strikes right outside your house and you fucking like did that happen? Jolt out of bed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you know, like when just there's a really really big storm and like the thunder, this oh, thunderclap. Just, oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's when the storms get uh, a little um, interruptive. But anyway, so um, so. 
how I guess how were like the way you were like running um, doing your shows uh, for here here like how did, how are they like uh, how I guess have they evolved in the four years you've been doing them like how are they different now or like I guess what are some things you've been trying to implement more like from when you started when you guys started the whole thing um, like as far as the shoots or the shows that are like. So I guess there's kind of also just like two different sides sure. of of like here here presents and what we do. Well, there's many there's many more than just two sides. Right. But uh, as far as shows go, our shoots like the sessions where we bring the bands into the studio and yeah. we record the sessions. Those are kind of like shows as well because those are right. all open invite. Um, cool. The public is always welcome to those. Um, they are, uh, you know, always in different days and times and I guess how those have kind of evolved and are still, st still working towards this. This is kind of one of the things that I want to do, like fall into winter. This summer's just been full of a lot of fun and traveling and, yeah. uh, and so I'm like getting back to work now sure, to, yeah. to nail this stuff down. But, um... I want to kind of, and I compare it to Shitty Barn just in the sense that those are like well curated shows. You know Shitty Barn? Yeah, and, yeah Spring and, Green. Uh, I just went to my first one like last week or maybe two weeks ago. It was awesome. Oh, what'd you see? Um, uh, well, I went because Kainalu, a band that um, Matt up manages and that we work with frequently, was opening and. Bravo, Bravo. Oh. oh, yeah. He's out of... Real dope dude, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Uh, out of Madison, um, I guess he lived in L.A. and now he's living in Milwaukee or something. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, great, yeah. great voice. Um, anyways, yeah, so that was the first one that I, I had ever been to, but I kind of just always knew that they, they're a small, cool venue that curates well and sells out every show mm -hmm. pretty much throughout yeah. the summer. And so the big thing with like here here is that all the shoots have always been free and, and open to the public and you know we can have anywhere as low as like five people if it's like a weekday and there's not much notice and we've had up to 80 to 100 people at shoots if it's like a night shoot or it's yeah. more you know and for a lot of those like I, I will take donations and I, but like not anywhere near what I'm like spending on snacks or drinks or, or whatever. Yeah. Cause I, I try to have like a green room atmosphere for the bands, but also like a nice chill thing for all the people who come to watch. So I'll either do snacks or I'll have my buddy, uh, Kaylee, like, um, cater it essentially and make like really good food. Oh, cool. But, um, I want to get to the point where we're booking bigger acts and having a, a thing where it's like a show at night, $10 suggested donation, and that helps pay for the cost of what's mm -hmm. going on there. And then you get to see the band do the three songs for the session first, and then the cameras kind of go away, and the band will play another, either a full set if they're the only band that night, or if there's two bands, like play like four more songs, and then, but yeah, the, the point of all that is just to say that like 
I'm going now. We have so many bands that I don't have to, you know, just like say yes to everyone just yeah, to get right. a bunch of numbers or or whatever. Like now, I can curate and like book exactly who I want mm-hmm. and have them, you know, either stop through as a stop on tour or you know whatever something like that yeah. so that's i want to get to the point to make it a little more self-sustainable through that um yeah i guess that's a one major change sure oh so it goes off and then it comes back on oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've had this lava lamp since i was like a little like three that's awesome yeah <laughs> I, just, I, I, I love the color i'm thank you <laughs> um how often do you uh uh do stand-up so um, honestly, the in in the last year I've only done it like twice. Oh, wow. yeah. So it's I'm I'm still writing a little bit here and there. Like basically, I had done a bunch of stuff for the comedy festival in 2018. I did a show or two for that, and then in the summer, I don't do a lot of stand up stuff because I'm like traveling and the indoor things don't ever do super great in the mm-hmm. summer so my stand-up show at sugar maple sh- shuts down for the summer and everybody's just right, enjoying yeah. so i was gonna come back for the first show back in like october and that was right two weeks or whatever before i hurt my knee so i didn't perform that one and i never and then like i was about to perform in the december one and right before that was when i i stretched and hurt my knee again so i finally got where I was feeling good enough to do it and I performed in the comedy festival this year and I did all new material that I had written over the past year and so in the festival went up without you know practicing ever open micing it ever doing it in front of anyone and it went relatively well for that and then like the next night I hurt my knee again so I didn't do any more shows after that yeah so yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, it's, 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 uh, I'm still writing and I still love stand up and I still will do it and I'll still put on shows, but it is definitely like focus is like on getting healthy and like just catching up on all the here, here things. Cause there's so many people involved with here, here that is not really at my pace. Like I have to get things done there. Oh, Whereas yeah. the stand up, nobody gives a shit if I do it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, right. I'm the only one who gets a little bummed. I mean, I do have people ask and friends ask, and it, it's crazy how, like, I still will get recognized for shows and still get recognized as, uh, you know, oh, you do stand-up. It's like, oh, shit. Like, well, I've only done it, like, once in the past two years, so you remember me from at least two years ago, yeah. you know? like. But um, I also did have a lot of really cool bigger gigs that were in front of a lot of people, so uh-huh. I guess that also helped me be uh, seen. Were you ever like uh, like nervous in front of people in that way? Oh, definitely. Like it's, um, I mean, it's like, it's a total rush because I just love making people laugh and I have um, pretty short jokes. So like it's, I what I don't like is talking for too long on stage without a punchline. Yeah. I don't like, I'm not a storyteller. I, I want to, if I write a joke that's a minute, I try to chop out any unnecessary words to make it, you know, 45 second joke. And like, that's the quickest way to get a 
punchline and so I guess like the biggest fear for me was that I was always adding new jokes and I was always changing my set list. So the biggest fear for me would be like if my note card like blew away randomly, <laughs> you know, like yeah. somebody turned a stage fan on and because it's like I have all my jokes memorized, but the order I would always I kind of would try to do it like a jam band or or you know not even necessarily just a jam band, but a band that goes on tour and changes their set list every night like. These three always go together, and these three always go together, and these three always go together. But like the this, I can change like you know, the set around, or pull things out, or add new things in, because I never, I never did the same show twice. Yeah. Like I would always try to change, even if it was just like one little thing the right. next week when I was doing it regularly. So yeah, I guess yeah, I'm always you know you're always a little nervous before you go on stage, but I was pretty confident too because like I was always fairly lucky like I never had a show that bombed like even when I just started like my very first open mic like people laughed at basically every joke and that week somebody invited me from that bar to the comedy club then I had like 70 friends show up the first show and the next week and then the club asked me back so I just kind of got this like really um, unnaturally lucky start to stand up to where it was like, yeah, I'm nervous, but like confidence was definitely boosted by all, all my friend support. I worked at a restaurant and it's like, everybody wanted to come see me fail. I think no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, what? Right. No. Uh, right. But yeah, no, then like people would come back month after month or week after week or show after show. So that's what kept me having to write new jokes. Cause I'm like, I don't want to do the same things in front of my friends all you know, who are trying to support me each week. So I would like, you know, do you feel like it kind of like, uh, cause I know some like faint, like really big comedians, like I know Conan has talked about this a lot. Do you feel like people sort of like, just always expect you to be funny? Like when you're not performing, like just casually, like do, do, is there like a expectation that's been that gets set by you, like... It, it's funny because, like, there is definitely something like that if somebody has seen you do stand-up or they know that, like... Yeah, like, if they saw you in the show and then you're hanging after, or if they heard you do stand-up and you're a friend of a friend. But most of my friends are douchebags, and they'll, they'll... Anytime I try to be funny, they're like, okay, Ryan, write that one down. Like... Even if it is funny, yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll try to put me in my place. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not one of those comics. I mean, and this is part of, like, I, I love comedy and I love comics. But, like, a lot of comics just will, like, sit around with each other and run bits. Or, like, you can never tell if they're actually talking to you or trying to, like, make you laugh. Or, like, I mean, I've had one of my friends... Uh, who I did stand up with when I first started this dude, Tony. Uh, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. And if he could have like stayed on his shit or if he ever gets back on his shit, he could be famous. Cause he just works so hard, writes like twisted, funny jokes. So sure, like just, yeah. I mean, just crushes. Um, but I couldn't just like sit and have like a normal conversation with him. Like he's always like, would I imagine like a Chris Farley might have been like if you were, yeah. 
it just like how, always trying to be on, always trying to make you laugh, always right. on some sort of drug or something. Um, I mean, it's like crazy to see someone who's like literally like brilliant and like just like a machine, a machine, just like right, right, yeah. right, right, right. And um, but like loose, <laughs> right, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what's gonna happen. And right. um, so yeah, I definitely don't feel like I have the expectation by anyone to be funny. Like I, I just kind of do my thing. I I make a lot of dad jokes. I try to make my you know like. I like a silly humor or stupid humor. Speaking of which, um, it's actually I was gonna sit, mention this earlier. Like, it's nice when you're when you have like a musician, but a musician that also happens to be funny by nature. So, like, dad. Yeah, he's hilarious, motherfucker, yeah. and he's yeah, he's really good. Too. Oh, yeah, like yeah, it, I I really enjoy his stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out, so. dad. He um. <laughs> He was here a couple weeks ago, and like the episode was like, um, like he was kind of in his like persona for most of it, but uh -huh. like I actually got to like get to know him through uh -huh. it, like knowing about like learning more about his music and like his process. But he'll just go from being like like explaining like something real about himself, like and about like. You know his music and stuff, or like what he's go what's going on with him. He'll go from that, and then he'll go straight into like, oh yeah, like I was raised by bears, like in the forest. I was taught to live nomadic, like yeah. You know, yep. He'll just go right into it, like. Actually, I used to do yoga with Joey, and there was uh, a couple. Um, like on Saturdays, we would do our lead classes. It's Ashtanga yoga. We would do them out in Waukesha. And when his car was broke down, I would drive him out there. So I would get to hear the back and forth. I mean, I was it was actually mostly the real Joey then, yeah, uh, real dad then. But uh, definitely little bits of that, just like goofy ass humor, right. sprinkled throughout. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's very sprinkly, but. Um, but I also love his music too. Like yeah. his music's a ton of fun. Uh, his shows are a great time. But I love musicians that are also just really entertaining and funny and just can like really geek you out. Like um, it's great when like you have a sh when you're at a show like one of your favorite bands and then between songs they're just putting one liners out and yeah. you're like oh these guys are hilarious. Like these guys are people I would hang out with anyway. Yeah, you know I always like that. Oh, definitely. I was trying to think of I, I I feel like Bob Weir from Grateful Dead always cracks me up. When I'm like listening to recordings of old stuff, like some of the shit that he says, it's just yeah. like just really funny. And I know John Mayer is is a really funny oh, dude yeah. too, but he doesn't really talk I've seen him with Dead and Company a bunch, but sure. he doesn't really talk much on stage for those shows. Sure, yeah. I didn't catch him when he was here by himself. Oh yeah. When um uh, I love interviews with uh, Jay Mascus from Dinosaur Jr. because he's so dry. All right, well, uh, what do we got? What do we have from uh, here? Here coming up. Um, so I guess the uh, probably the biggest thing right now is that our website is being like redesigned and redeveloped to be kind of more than just like a a video 
page. Because right now, really, like, if you go to our website, it's pretty much just a grid of all the videos that we've put out. But from before we even started with the videos, like I said, when I was doing those mixes, I was like, I want to create, like, an all-encompassing music website, like mm -hmm. a, a blog or whatever. So, um... <clears throat> Right now, the goal, which does seem reachable, according to my designer and developer, uh, we should have uh, a web our website up and launched in the middle of October. Cool. Um, and I've seen like early early stages of the design and develop, and it's fucking sick. Nice. Um, awesome. It's exactly like what I've wanted. I I spent. A, you know quite some time going through like all my favorite labels websites or just not even my favorite but like every label I could think of their website and like how it was designed and music blogs and how it was designed and um, so basically I'm trying to bring together and have like the videos obviously are still going to be the driving force and what we hope that brings people to our site but we're also going to have a uh, really good music calendar um, for local and regional so I want to be able to you know what's going on in Milwaukee but also like Madison and Chicago and Minneapolis and I want I want to eventually have like an interactive map that like okay if, if I'm living here but I I don't know because I go back and forth to Chicago and Madison for shows all the time yeah. and if I was a little more alert to stuff I would probably do it even more and I, I mean I want to be the place that when Facebook goes away you can come to find out about yeah. stuff as well so yeah we're gonna have blogs um, with articles and you know playlists and then have like the artists on our label um, and then a merch page and just more, more stuff than we had before. More because, interactive shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, because like it might not be tomorrow, but I think eventually Facebook is, I already know so many of my friends who, even if they are on Facebook, they don't check their event pages mm -hmm. or they're like getting off Facebook the younger kids are all using Instagram, from what I hear. They don't yeah. use Facebook. So it's, you know, it's kind of trickling away. And I hope that people still want to see music and want to know where you can find it. And at least last time I checked, if you go, like, try to search Milwaukee music, there's not, like, a really good, like, spot to know what's going on. Yeah. I really only just, like follow the event pages or excuse me the um the venue pages that post all of their shows so that's yeah. usually how i find out about all the yeah, shows. yeah and i want to be able to have a spot to where like all of their calendars can go on this and and stuff like that but yeah you know that was just kind of the the next step because now that we're like we're going to be managing a couple different acts and we have like five acts on our label and as all of that stuff grows, we want to have like a really good drop page to send people to that has everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's people who are here for our videos. Oh, wait, they're also a label. Look at this. Oh, I love this artist. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then there's 
Um, I, I'm working on doing a festival in 2020. Um, so stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, I guess those are the, the two big things. It's just kind of eventually launching the website, launching the label, and then um, getting that festival put together for 2020. So yeah, I feel like this year is a lot of like laying groundwork behind the scenes yeah. in 2020. Uh, should be a, a pretty good big year for us. That's awesome. All right, Ryan. Um, so I was gonna pull a cheesy joke where like, um, you know, because you hurt your knee and you're a stand-up comic, it's like, well, you could just sit down and do it, so you'd be a sit-down comic. I have heard that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably not that original. I could lie to you and make you think that that was original. Oh, yeah. Well, it's pretty, it's it's kind of set up for it, you know. Look at all that chest here. Oh, wow, yeah, man. Well, um, yeah, this well thank is, you. You're welcome. Uh, so, Ryan, uh, as we conclude, tell me what keeps you up at night. Um... When I go to bed and the sun is coming up and the fucking birds are already chirping, that's what keeps me up. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that, and I, Trump. Oh, yeah, Trump president. Too. Right. Yeah, yikes. Um, what puts you to sleep, though? Um, binaural beats. Binaural beats. Rain you sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank Ch you. Check out all the awesome work that Hugh here presents is doing. Uh, I'll be posting the links. Look at Look at that. Ink. Look at <laughs> look at that ink. <laughs> Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.